love one another, forgive, judge not, fear not. It's all such great advice with beautiful outcomes, but none of those principles is a one-step process. So let's talk specifics, the messy step-by-step. Welcome to, but how though, in a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. Welcome back to But How Though, and a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. This week we're going to be talking about a phrase, a biblical phrase, that I sometimes have a hard time with, (laughs) but had the opportunity to have a very personal experience with recently. In the New Testament, a couple of the apostles recorded a story of an adorably eager young man. This guy was a believer. This guy wanted to do the right thing. This guy had been brought up to believe and keep the commandments and generally to just be and do good. He also knew that he could be doing more. He could feel it in his heart. So much so that when he gets a chance to talk to Jesus, the Jesus, he doesn't hesitate to ask what he needs to do. In Matthew 19 and Mark 10, this young man went to Jesus and said, What shall I do that I may have eternal life? Jesus replies with the basics. Keep the commandments. And the young man's like, uh, I do. I always have. And then he hits Jesus with this amazing question. What lack I yet? This question is so important because for all of us to truly progress, to truly become more like team universe, we got to look for ways to do more and to experience more like this guy. I like Mark's record of Jesus's response to this question because it shows a little more depth of understanding of us mortals by team universe. In Mark 10 21, it says, then Jesus beholding him loved him and said unto him, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. That's, there's a lot. There's a lot in that one verse. <laughs> it's basically like saying Jesus saw that this guy wanted to do more and Jesus loved that and loved him for it. So he answered, okay, well, one thing you haven't tried yet is to give up your stuff, sell it, give it away, whatever. Then he comforted the young man telling him it's not really a loss. He'll have treasure in heaven. Well, that could mean when the guy dies, which a lot of us go to that, right? Don't worry. If you give up your stuff now, you'll have treasure in heaven. And we're picturing heaven like when we die, then we'll have stuff again. I I I don't know. I don't know. I can't really get behind that. Or it could mean something deeper and a little less literal. Like this kid basically asked to join the team, to join Team Universe. What more can I do? What lack I yet? And Jesus says, well, sell your stuff because when you're on the team, the kingdom you belong to is heaven. All the treasures of that kingdom belong to all the members immediately. You'll be taken care of. Even if you sell your stuff, you'll be taken care of because you're part of the kingdom that takes care of all of its members. Then come, take up the cross and follow me. Well, Jesus hadn't been crucified yet, but taking up the cross was still a very symbolic saying to them because of the way that the Romans made people carry the crosses when they're being crucified. So it's symbolic of carrying a a burden that indicates a large amount of suffering and or difficulty coming that person's way. Well, the guy's reaction 
was that he was, quote, sad at that saying and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus turns to his disciples and makes a comparison about how hard it is for people who have a lot of great stuff to give it up in order to follow him. But remember what the guy asked for. What lack I yet? He wanted to do more, experience more, and become more. And he was told the way to do that is to get rid of some stuff, essentially to have less. (laughs) Listen, this guy has gone down in history as the rich guy who couldn't follow Jesus because he loved his stuff too much. But if we really take a look at what Jesus was asking the guy to do and the way that we are as human beings, I think we're a little more like this guy than we would like to think. Because we are asked to do the same sometimes. Oh, you want to be on the team? Okay, well, you're going to have to get rid of some stuff. And I'm asking, but how though? How do we trust in a difficult and sometimes excruciatingly painful process, which feels like it's taking something from us, not giving us more, which is what we asked for. And I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking, Rachel, but you haven't mentioned anything about the big ask miracle yet in this episode. Don't worry. Here you go. When I asked the same question, I want to be on the team. What can I do more? more out of a house. We want more out of a job. We want to do and experience more. We got several answers, but one of them was just like this dude's. One thing thou lackest, (laughs) meaning one thing you've never tried is to sell our stuff. And we were instructed, prompted, nudged, whatever you want to call it, to get rid of our stuff. And at first, I'm going to tell you, it was easy. Because we were on fire with faith in the promise of treasures in heaven, right? They had said, yeah, you can be on the team. Welcome in. Come follow us. And I knew if we're on the team, we'll be taken care of. We're getting a new house after all. And to go back to the weather is it easier episode, quote, weather is it easier to get us a new space or get us new stuff? Because it's all the same and team universe can do it all. Also, at first, it was kind of easy to get rid of the stuff because what we were selling and giving away was old stuff. (laughs) It was hand-me-down dressers and 14-year-old couches. And they aren't that hard to let go of at garage sale prices to people you know could really use the stuff. But then I got to the great possessions. And I really empathized with this man who had great possessions. The cute sofas that were purchased not too long before the move. And those adorable matching end tables. And the rug that matched. I mean, those were still even in style. Watch those walk out my door at garage sale prices. And the entertainment center. Oh, the entertainment center was the last straw. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't even a year old. And Team Universe kind of nudged me. But you don't know where you're going, Rach. And the home you'll be living in for the next 18 months is fully furnished. You don't need this entertainment center. Let someone else use it. But, but, but we will eventually need an entertainment center. Every home does, right? I mean, we could just store it in the basement until we need it. Okay, we don't need an entertainment center for the next 18 months. But if we stored it, then we could use it when we move. I'm sure we'll need it. And Tim Universe says, will you? And I say, yeah, I'm sure we will. Won't we? And then Tim Universe says, okay, then store it. Whatever. Sure. 
So we did. For nearly two years, we stored a big, beautiful piece of furniture that did no good for anyone. It remained uselessly in my parents' basement, but it was a great possession. Surely we would use it someday. Nope. Our new space, our treasure in heaven, could not use it. (laughs) All the spaces in this home were designed in a way that that particular piece of furniture would not fit, would not be useful. And it's, it's not a loss. We didn't lose anything. We are not suffering. Our treasure in heaven didn't require that particular piece. And on moving day, when our friends and family are helping us, the guys asked, where does this go? Because all of them had been through the house and they can see <laughs> this entertainment center fits nowhere. So I'm super embarrassed and I had them put it in the only room in the house it would fit, which was the room we would be putting the exercise equipment into. Okay, so now I have the world's most ridiculous shelf for my weights and my workout videos. Now, in the Bible story, we are left with the picture of a guy wandering off, feeling sad about needing to get rid of his stuff. We just assume he didn't do it because he was sad. But there's another verse to the story after the guy walks away and Jesus tells the disciples, it's easier for a camel to get through a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom. And then the the disciples hear that and they sort of panic and say, crap, then who's going to make it? And in verse 27, Jesus gives the most comforting words he could have given. With men, it's impossible, but... With Team Universe, all things are possible. And in verse 29 and 30, he basically explains that you will receive a hundredfold more than you give up by joining the team. Not necessarily in stuff, but all of your losses will be more than made up for because you are joining the team that can't lose. You are joining the team that has control of all the resources. You are joining the team that exists for the building up of people. The key then is to face our fear of losing. We want to do more, sure, but we imagine that looks like staying just as we are with more added to us. (laughs) But rarely, rarely in an actual metamorphosis is that how it works. Sometimes we got to let go of some of the things we're holding on to in order to make room for more. But more often, we got to let go so our hearts are open to how the more is coming. We got to let go of the thing that is holding us back from seeing the process unfold in a different way than we could have imagined. Team Universe didn't give up on me over my entertainment center any more than they gave up on the young man with his great stuff. Okay, it's said in Mark 10, Jesus beholding him loved him. And then he said to the disciples, don't worry with Team Universe, everything is possible. Even working through the fear of loss when you take up the cross, which are the difficulties in joining the team. And I got to be honest, when you're taking up a cross and you're trudging towards what might feel like your imminent doom (laughs) sometimes. That's a difficult physical task, but mentally it's even more difficult. And Team Universe is okay with us taking the time and making mistakes to learn the lessons. So we should be too. We don't got to look at this rich young man and think, oh, it's over for him. We can take the time that we need to work through our fear. I'm sure that guy did. 
Perhaps you'll store a ridiculous piece of furniture for two years, which benefits no one, only to find out that the hundredfold return on your team universe investment was quite literal, and you don't even need the thing you held on to for so long because you actually got something better. Maybe, just as an example. Or maybe the lesson will come in letting go of our fears one little piece at a time. Because they understand fear. They understand the need to hang on to the past. They understand the difficulty in surrendering control. But that is what Jesus told the young man was required to join the team. Sure, you can keep living your simple life. Keep the commandments. Just keep being a good person. That was the basics. And the young man knew in his heart there could be more. I could be doing more. So tell me, Team Universe, what lack I yet? And we shouldn't be surprised (laughs) when the answer is going to be a little bit more difficult than the thing we've already been doing. But we also shouldn't be surprised when they look at us and love us and accept that it's going to take us some time. That's all I got for this week. I'm Rachel Larson. Please join again next week. And remember this. Know this. When we go to Team Universe with our questions, beholding us, they love us. And they love our questions. And though the answers they give us may be difficult, and the paths they point out may be difficult, and terrifying. They are completely in it with us. They are committed to these paths and these answers because they are committed to us. And they will answer all of our questions, including, but how though?